Okay, this is episode show number 39 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, season number three. On this episode, what you're going to find is you're going to find stuff we talked about before the Jaguars-Cleveland preseason game, and you're going to get also stuff after the Jaguars-Cleveland Browns preseason game. So you got it all on this episode, show number 39 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Keep it right here. Here we go. Wednesday, August the 10th, Wednesday morning, August the 10th. We start another podcast episode show number 39 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Who do I want to talk about in episode 39? Number 39, Larry Zonka for the Miami Dolphins. Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion back in the early 1970s. There was a fullback I liked that played for Florida. Uh, back in the 70s, worth 39-2, I believe. Was it 39, Jimmy DeBose? Um, so a couple of 39s that, you know, kind of come to light for me. So we will take a look now at the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 39. So again, Larry Zonka came to mind with number 39. So did Jimmy DeBose. I'm pretty sure Jimmy DeBose wore 39, but I will double check that. Let's take a look at the quarterback situation for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know Trevor Lawrence is a starter. The only question is, when will he play? Will he play in the next uh, preseason game at home against the Cleveland Browns? My feeling feeling is he will. But, and, and the Jaguars have come off some really, some really hard practices like last Sunday when they kind of had their own version of Junction Boys, at least for one day, right? But it's preseason football. Doug Peterson, he's coach Doug Peterson. He's a head coach. Doug, Coach Doug Peterson's a head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He makes the ultimate decision. Does Trevor play this week or the following week? Without a doubt, Trevor's going to play in either – Game two or game three? One of the two games will be his uh, first um, play, his first uh, play uh, play time, um, on the field time, playing in a game time uh, for Trevor Lawrence is what I'm trying to say here. Trevor Lawrence is your starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This preseason, what does he do? Will Trevor play maybe as many as uh, three quarters, maybe one quarter, a half, something like that? And then, you know, he won't play the last preseason game. So the only hope for fans that want to see Trevor Lawrence in the preseason is maybe a quarter in game two, maybe a half in game three, and then he won't play in game four. That's probably the best scenario. I think three quarters might be the most preseason football you'll – See out of Trevor Lawrence, especially since Coach Doug Peterson said, hey, Trevor Lawrence is not playing in the Hall of Fame game in game one, which the Jaguars lost to the Raiders, of course, 27 to 11. And we've talked about the game, well, that particular game on the last couple of podcasts. We are we are coming at you Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, 
we're recording this podcast on Wednesday, August the 10th, which means we may actually, sometimes we finish it up the next day and then get it out there to you. But we're attempting to do at least three podcasts a week. Now that we're moving, now that we're in the preseason, well into training camp, there were people that said, you know, the Jags uh, may not have looked good against the Raiders. You know, the Raiders, the Raiders may be a contender from what I'm hearing this year. Uh, they may have played a few more regulars than the Jaguars. The Jaguars really didn't play many regulars in that 27-11 to 11 loss uh, to the Raiders. Raiders 27, the Jaguars 11 uh, during the Hall of Fame game back on Thursday night, August the 4th. Practice was extremely hard, you might say on Sunday for the Jaguars, and they had another practice the next day on Monday. So it was uh, one of those practices where they were hitting. They were going at it. I mean, a very, 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 uh, I guess, tremendously hard-hitting practice last Sunday. Now, you have to weigh that with versus injuries that may come about. You know, the CBA only lets them go so hard during uh, training camp, right? It's not like the old days. My goodness, Dick, Dick Butkus in the old days. And that was kind of toward uh, Dick Butkus, who I've watched some of his old uh, highlight film. You really owe it to yourself to go to YouTube and type in Dick Butkus highlight film and watch a couple of his highlight films. That's old school football. If Dick Butkus, linebacker for the Chicago Bears, was on the field in 2021 or this year, 2022, can you imagine the yellow laundry, the penalties that would be thrown on every other play, maybe eight out of ten plays? Dick Butkus, it's a different era. It certainly was a different era. So you're weighing playing these guys in the preseason versus not playing them. Trevor needs some work. I see him getting at least three quarters in a preseason football. That's kind of the way it breaks down, in my opinion, based on, in my mind, the way Coach Doug Peterson has approached this preseason. And then he had a, they had a very hard, a very hard uh, practice on Sunday. This is the best way to describe it. And... So Coach Doug Peterson had planned that even before the Raiders lost, from what I understand. So it's big-time football. I mean, quarterback situation with the Jaguars, we'll break that down, uh, you know, right after we tell you about our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Great creation tools from Anchor. We've seen incredible, an incredible number of enhancements, improvements over the last couple of years with Anchor. I've been with Anchor since um, mid-January of 2020 when we started the podcast. Anchor.fm, one of our uh, fine sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Also want to thank uh, Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in uh, North Florida. Uh, whether it's home, residential, business, commercial, real estate, Larry is out there selling and buying real estate. Um. And I guess that's the best way to put it because there's some people that want to sell, some people want to buy. So if you're selling, you're buying, or maybe you're doing a little bit of both, contact Larry Saucer. You know, Larry's got properties all over the place in North Florida, Lake City, Live Oak. He also does real estate deals in Gainesville, Jacksonville, most all areas in between. 
and Larry's told me he also goes a little bit south of the North Florida area as well. So Larry's kind of tipping almost half the state probably, or close to it. That's that's a big area. So for your real estate needs, remember Saucer Realty and Capital. Go to our uh, website, bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com. Larry's been with me uh, as a sponsor ever since we uh, started uh, bigjreport.com. And now, of course, we've moved into the form of doing a podcast since about mid-January of 2020. So a special thank you to Saucer Realty and Capital. Again, you can find their link on our website at bigjreport.com. Simply scroll, scroll and scroll the homepage. You'll find the North Florida weather information there. We do that 24-7. We check North Florida weather every day, 24-7, on the website at bigjreport.com, and you'll find a link right in the middle of the weather for Saucer Realty and Capital. Find sponsor at BigJReport.com. Also with us out here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So I want to thank Saucer Realty and Capital, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast with great creation tools, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They got Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, um, Deep Tracks, Album Cuts, album tracks, deep cuts, unique songs, lakeyfallahits.com, and and very recognizable hits during your daytime hours when you're floating around on, you know, on a business day, recognizable hits Monday through Friday, you know, talking the nine to five time writer, maybe uh, from six in the morning and till early in the evening, very recognizable hits. You get hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights. Classic rock on Saturdays with rock Saturdays at LakeUfallahits.com. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And don't don't you dare forget about the Mad Max mix. Got to remember, Mad Max and Wednesday night. The internet radio Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, he gives us he gives us our insight on number one overall draft pick Trayvon Walker. Also, when the Jaguars last year, you know, drafted Tyson Campbell, a cornerback out of Georgia, very early in the second round, I think an Urban Meyer favorite, and he's a guy that's kind of becoming a fan favorite along with Cisco, who the Jaguars uh, got toward the top of the third round last year in the twenty twenty one draft. So, Tyson Campbell. A Georgia Bulldog, so is Trayvon Walker. And not everybody's in the Trayvon Walker camp. I must admit, I really wasn't in the Walker camp in the beginning. And now maybe I'm, I'm still not completely 100% in the camp, but I'm pulling for the guy. He's a Jaguar. He's a, he's a Jaguars football player, number one overall draft pick. You got to hope he does good because that means if he does well, the franchise is going to improve and win more games. That's the bottom line. So we want to thank Mad Max. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. He also does a music request show on Wednesday nights. Internet radio music request show Wednesday night, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 um, Eastern Time. That's a big area. I mean, Max is listened to in Florida, Georgia, Alabama. He's got listeners, I think, way up in Michigan and surrounding, surrounding areas, kind of like we do on the podcast as well. 
So remember the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. We're recording this podcast on Wednesday. His show is on Wednesday evening, six to late central time, seven to nine Eastern time. The Mad Max Mix. Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Even a better way to find the show, go to bigjreport.com. And by the way, bigjreport.com is the best place to go to to find this podcast because always the latest podcast is way at the top on the homepage. Scroll down. When you first see Teal Shirt Report Podcast, that'll be our very latest episode that you come to on the homepage. Best place to find our podcast is bigjreport.com. Also, uh, for the Mad Max Mix, as I'm talking about, go to Neighbors 2 on the BigJReport.com. Go to Neighbors 2. And uh, around the concert area, you'll find a link uh, for the Mad Max Mix Wednesday night uh, musical quest show. You'll find that easy-to-find link. I think there's a couple of links on in Neighbors 2. There's a link in the outside the box section and a little bit of an article we wrote about Mad Max and Mad Max's show, which is called the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Show Wednesday nights, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. 7 to 9 Eastern Time is my time uh, here in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So check out the Mad Max Mix each Wednesday night. Easy to find links for the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Go to bigjreport.com. You'll find the links for Mad Max and the Mad Max Mix at uh, in our Neighbors 2 area. JC also writes uh, an article on his trip uh, a few weeks ago to Bonnaroo up in Tennessee where they had nearly 100, can you imagine this, nearly 100 stages? And um, was it, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me backtrack. That was uh, nearly 100 bands on six stages. Boy, that would have been crazy. 100 stages, wouldn't it? Okay, so it's, I believe it was six stages, nearly 100 bands at Bonnaroo. JC writes about it at bigjreport.com. I mean, a, a, you know, a festival like Bonnaroo, a musical, I mean, it was a uh, music, kind of a music and arts festival, you know, up in uh, Tennessee. And you can read about it at bigjreport.com. Go to the Neighbors 2 section, read Jay-Z's article. There's some pictures up there in Neighbors 1. Also in Neighbors 2, check it out at bigjreport.com. And don't forget about the Mad Max Mix. You'll find links to the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest Show. You'll find those links when you go to bigjreport.com. Click on the website. And click on the easy-to-find links. We'll have the links up there, not only for the madmaxmix.weebly.com, but also lakeyoufallahits.com, lakeyoufallahits.com, great internet radio. Uh, you'll find a link to our other sponsors, Saucerility and Capital. And, of course, best way to find this podcast you're listening to is go to our website at bigjreport.com. And scroll the homepage. Uh, the podcast is the very latest episode of the podcast is normally right near the uh, top of the homepage of the website. So you don't you don't really have to scroll that much to find the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So talking about the quarterback situation um, kind of quickly here, we've been going over a lot of stuff. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is a starter, as we mentioned earlier. Trevor Lawrence, the uh, twenty. The 20, what was he? The uh, He was the 2021 number one overall draft pick. And then the Jags got the number one overall draft pick in 2022. 
in uh, Trayvon Walker. That's back-to-back number one overall draft pick. So the Jags got a number one overall draft pick on defense and a number one overall draft pick on offense and quarterback Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence is a starter. The only question at this time is how much will he play in the preseason? We kind of think maybe three quarters, maybe one quarter the next game, maybe a half in the following game, three quarters. I don't think he plays more than three quarters. I don't think he plays more than three. I'm getting a little tongue tied here. I don't think he plays more than three quarters. It could be less, actually less than three quarters. So we'll say Trevor plays two to three quarters and that's it for the preseason. Then the regular season, you know, will start in September and Trevor will be playing. Uh, the backup quarterback is a little bit in limbo. Now, C.J. Beathard, of course, has been injured. I believe his injuries would have grown an injury. And um, C.J. is expected to be back soon, but they're going to be careful with him, of course. Jake Luton started the Raiders game and, and quite frankly, didn't look that great. He might have made one or two good throws, but overall, Jake Luton kind of stunk up the place at least in this game, Jake has had, you know, Jake, in my opinion, has had kind of a, a habit of, you know, playing a decent game or two and then having a stinker. Like he threw what four interceptions against the Steelers back when he started in his rookie year in uh, 2020, the Jaguars drafted him. I, I believe it was uh, Dave Codwell drafted him uh, in the sixth round, same round he drafted Gardner Minshew in, I think the previous year. So uh, Jake Luton was drafted by the Jaguars in, I believe, the sixth round in 2020. Uh, Jake spent some time with the Jaguars, then he was gone, went to Seattle, signed with Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks up uh, up near where he played his college ball. Uh, he played at uh, Oregon State, of course. So, And Jake Luton, I think, spent a little time with the Dolphins last year, too. So the guy's been on three teams now going into his third year. He's been on three teams he's obviously still in his rookie deal six round deal so he's ultimately a a cheap player kind of on a similar uh deal as Gardner Minshew but obviously he's not played nearly or started as many games as Gardner Minshew has Gardner Minshew at last report still with the Eagles as I understand it so Jake Luton right now through thick and thin, you got to say he's the number two quarterback right now until C.J. Beathard comes back from his injury. Another interesting thing that did take place, uh, Slaughter, the quarterback from the USFL that the Jaguars, he he accounted for, I think, the only touchdown. He did one touchdown pass and accounted for the only touchdown. Um, Slaughter was let go. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, in an interesting quarterback carousel <laughs> in quarterback carousel news, Jacksonville Jaguars backup quarterback. The backup quarterback carousel continues as undrafted free agent EJ Perry out of Brown from the Ivy League, who has already pocketed some pretty good dough from the Jags when he was signed as an undrafted free agent. I think he made over two hundred thousand dollars. Pretty good for not being drafted. So E.J. Perry out of Brown is back on the team. He's been re-signed. E.J. Perry out of Brown from the Ivy League, who has already pocketed some pretty good dough from the Jags, was let go several days ago. 
and now has been re-signed. I think he had a bit of an injury too, but the problem was I kept hearing, man, he wasn't picking up the Jaguars offense. He looked kind of confused. So maybe the second time around is going to be much better for EJ Perry out of Brown. So EJ Perry has now re-signed with the Jaguars as the former USFL quarterback, uh, Kyle Slaughter. Now, now, let me let me backtrack here. EJ Perry's a rookie. However, Kyle Slaughter, who played in the I guess the second half of the uh, Jaguars Raiders game, and he did get a touchdown pass. He's been let go. So they're going to give EJ Perry. They like EJ Perry. This is the second time they've signed him. So Jacksonville Jaguars, the backup quarterback carousel continues as undrafted free agent EJ Perry out of Brown from the Ivy League who has already pocketed some pretty good dough from the Jags, uh, was let go several days ago. He was let go, and now he's been re-signed by the Jaguars. The Jaguars also now have uh, have let former USFL quarterback Kyle Slaughter go. Former USFL quarterback Kyle Slaughter has now been released by the Jaguars. So the Slaughter... The Slaughter, if you, I, I can't even pronounce the guy's name. It's spelled S-L-O-T-E-R. Slaughter, I suppose. So the Slaughter experiment uh, appears to be over uh, here in Jacksonville. So at this moment, you got Trevor Lawrence as a starting quarterback. I mean, Jake Luton's been in the NFL for a couple of years. He's going into his third year. Based on his experience in the NFL, it appears Luton right now, Tootin Luton is the backup quarterback, the number two quarterback. I'm assuming EJ Perry is the third guy, but keep in mind you got a injured CJ Beathard coming off an injury, but he's expected to be to be back soon. I think they're going to be careful with CJ. I don't think you're going to see CJ. I think you'll see Trevor Lawrence play more in the preseason than CJ Beathard. Now maybe CJ Beathard, you know, they, if he's able to play in the last preseason or game or two, maybe he'll play a quarter if he can play in the last preseason game or two. But right now, that's kind of the quarterback situation. You got Trevor Lawrence, number one, Jake Luton, number three. I guess E.J. Perry, three. C.J. Beathard will be the number two quarterback when he is uh, completely healthy from his current injury, which I believe is a growing injury. The next preseason game for the Jaguars will be this Friday night, August 12th at 7 o'clock p.m. There's actually a line for this game. I found a, a line that has the Jaguars favored by one and a half points. So the Jaguars are minus one and a half. They're favored by one and a half points. The over-under is like 33 points on this game. It's going to be played at TIAA Bank Field uh, this coming Friday night, August the 12th at 7 o'clock p.m. for the kickoff. The Jaguars and the Brownies. I'm not going to get into who may play or who may not play for the Browns. It's going to be interesting from their standpoint as well. Uh, With the Deshaun Watson situation, who plays quarterback for the Browns, he's going to be suspended for several regular season games to start the season. Um, We'll see what happens in the preseason, though. Preseason is a little bit different than the regular season as far as, you know, suspensions and things of that nature. Preseason and even training camp, you know, are the, uh, sadly, can be the the grounds for injuries, um, which is sad. Um, 
you know, players being carted off the field. You don't want to see it. The other day, the Jaguars had uh, Christian Kirk. He caught a touchdown pass in drills, or maybe it was seven on seven drills or a scrimmage. Um, he caught a nice touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence and kind of rolled his ankle on that play. Fortunately, we understand it wasn't serious. And at the moment, apparently, wide receiver Christian Kirk is okay. It was very, very minor when he rolled his ankle. So nothing serious here. Apparently no sprain or anything worse or nothing, nothing at all. Just rolled the ankle a little bit. So the Jaguars very fortunate with that deal on wide receiver Christian Kirk. I think that was during uh, Monday's practice. Sunday's practice was a day in hell from Coach Doug Peterson for the players. Man, but the some of the players really, really loved it because I think Travis – E.T. in the running back who's back healthy, given the go-ahead to play again. He took a couple of vicious hits, especially near the sidelines by Cisco, hit him really hard on the play. So maybe the contact is what, you know, you don't want to get a guy injured, but maybe that's kind of what a, a guy like running back Travis Etienne, who's put up some extremely big numbers in college, was injured all of last year. So the guy's been a great player. But again, had the injury in his rookie season. So it's all kind of injury versus healthy. Uh, playing somebody in the preseason versus not playing them very much. I hope Trevor plays in the Cleveland game. Uh, it'd be nice to see Trevor play for a quarter. Then maybe a half or so the in the third game and the Jags do have four preseason games because they played in the Hall of Fame game, so Trevor wouldn't play in the last preseason game. So the only hope, if you want to see Trevor Lawrence playing the preseason, is maybe he plays a quarter against the Browns, then maybe he plays a quarter or a half in the third preseason game. The next preseason game, again, will be this Friday, August the 12th at 7 o'clock p.m., the Jaguars versus the Browns. Jaguars actually a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't really know of too many people betting on preseason games. Somebody from our Facebook group said they do bet on preseason games, which which I thought was quite interesting. We'll have more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Okay, this is the Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm. Simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Great creation tools with Anchor. Also want to thank Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida and surrounding areas. Also, LakeUvalaHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And the Mad Max Mix, internet uh, radio music request show on Wednesday night, 6 till 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. The Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. You can find links to the Mad Max Mix on our website at uh, bigjreport.com. On our neighbors two section, you'll find links to the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com and also to the uh, internet radio station lakeufallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And again, we're also sponsored by Saucerility and Capital. For your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, commercial real estate uh, throughout North Florida, you know, Larry does real estate deals in uh, Live Oak, Lake City, Gainesville, Jacksonville. He's, you know, he's uh, 
uh, you know, Larry is sanctioned to do real estate deals in Jacksonville. Gainesville does a lot of uh, real estate in Live Oak Lake City and surrounding areas and a little bit south of those areas. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital on our website, on our homepage. When you scroll and scroll down to find our North Florida, our 24-7 North Florida weather information at BigJReport.com. BigJReport.com, the best place to find our podcast. And we're doing a Teal Shirt Report podcast at least three days a week. We start putting them out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday sometimes. We start the podcast on Monday, it gets out Tuesday, but basically we're attempting to do podcasts on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, about three days a week. The Friday one we work on to be more of the, uh, you know, the weekend uh, type podcast for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So we're talking about this thing called injuries. As you know, injuries, um, and it comes down to preseason playing time. Guys need work. They need to sharpen their skills. Uh, my executive producer, JC, says he was very disappointed that Trevor Lawrence didn't play in the first game in the Hall of Fame game. So, Trevor, I'm hoping he gets in for maybe a quarter against the Browns, stays healthy, throws a few complete passes, and gets out, you know, after playing about a quarter. And uh, maybe he'll play a, another quarter or a half in exhibition game or preseason game, if you will, number three. He won't play in the last one, that's for sure. And you got to remember, there's a lot of this. You got to remember, these are nightmarish situations when a player gets hurt, gets severely hurt, where he's going to miss several games or maybe the entire season. Uh, players being carted off the field. I just learned yesterday or on, um, heck, on Tuesday, I believe it was, uh, we learned that Jets offensive tackle Mekhi Becton will be out for the season. The offensive tackle for the Jets is starting offensive tackle for the Jets. This guy was a top 10 pick in the draft uh, just, what, a couple of years ago. Uh, Jets offensive tackle Mekhi Becton will be out for the 2022 season. Uh, and this is, I tell you what, this doesn't even sound good the, the way it's, you know, these injuries sometimes have come up with words that we've never heard before. So the Jets... Offensive tackle Mekhi Becton will be out for the 2022 season with an avulsion fracture, an avulsion fracture of the right knee from reports that, that we've heard in the last uh, day or two. So that's not good news from the, for the Jets. I understand they were working out an offensive tackle that I believe they've now signed. So they got a guy to replace Becton. But, you know, obviously... Uh, He's not Becton, so it's going to hurt the Jets, going to hurt their, you know, their second-year quarterback, just like the Jags, you know, have a second-year quarterback. The Jets have a quarterback, what's his name, Zach Wilson, uh, going into, uh, you know, his second year, like Trevor Lawrence is going into his second year. So we, we kind of, you know, broke down the Jaguars' quarterback room for the most part. Um. Could Logan Cook be in the quarterback room? Because I think he's been known to throw a pass from the punting position. We we're making some jokes in the Facebook group, and uh, somebody actually said that Logan Cook would be the MVP for the Jaguars but with all that punting that he might have to do. Let's hope the Jaguars can move the ball. Travis Etienne, the running back, if he can stay healthy, be near 100% healthy, and play close to a full season, 
Travis Etienne, the running back, could be a big difference for the Jaguars in 2022. Wide receivers, maybe not a number one among the group, but some good guys, some one Bs and twos. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. did not play in the Raiders preseason game, the Jaguars, when they played the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game. Again, congratulations to Tony Baselli on being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What a great speech. He talks so eloquently about Jacksonville, and not just eloquently, but really emotionally because, you know, Tony Baselli's been a citizen in Jacksonville, Florida, I think, ever since he was drafted back in 1995. So Jacksonville, you know, is a is home, is home for Tony Baselli, at least since 1995. The fans here in Jacksonville, you know, the Jaguars have never been to a Super Bowl, so the induction of Tony Baselli into the Hall of Fame was probably as close to a Super Bowl as the Jaguars have gotten besides the AFC championship games, three of them that the Jaguars have lost in their existence. So the next game will be Friday night, August 12th at 7 o'clock p.m. This Friday night, August 12th, uh, Jaguars versus the Brownies. Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cleveland Browns at TIAA Bank Field. 7 o'clock kickoff this Friday night, August 12th. Jaguars actually installed as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I didn't think there'd be a line for a preseason game, but I found one. Jaguars a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Not many people bet preseason. Maybe more people bet these preseason games than than I think. But the Jaguars a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, There's even an over-under, like 33 points. But you never know know what's going to happen in preseason. Man, the coaches will play starters for just a limited amount of time. Some starters will play longer than other starters. Um, it's interesting. So this will be a, another, uh, obviously, you know, Coach Doug Peterson would probably, in a perfect world, like to win the game, get some work for his players, and get off the field with hardly anybody getting injured. And, and that would be the goal. That would be the key. So you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I also looked up uh, Jimmy DeBose, who played fullback at Florida. No, he did not wear 39. I can't include I can't include him in the 39. Maybe we'll find somebody else, but I guess Larry Zonka was the biggest number 39. I remember when uh, the Dolphins in the early 70s beat the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl. They also beat the Redskins. They lost to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl in their first one. But I remember when the Dolphins beat Minnesota. I think that might have been Larry Zonka's best Super Bowl. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seemed like going back to a time when we watched that game as as kids back in the early 70s. I remember a um, parent of one of my best friends. I remember I couldn't get over the fact that she would say, boy, he kazonked him. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, Larry Zonka kazonked him. I remember she said that. So Larry Zonka may be the most famous 39 of them all. If you got another number 39 that's as famous or almost as famous, not many 39 is going to be quite as famous as Super Bowl champion Larry Zonka. But uh, if you got a 39 or, you know, any comment, complaint even, or uh, suggestion, you can always write to me, Scott at BigJReport.com, Scott at BigJReport.com. Uh, we're doing these podcasts now, um, essentially, at least uh, three days a week. 
Thank you for listening. We got more of this episode, episode show number 39 coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, hey, thank you for listening. You're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Today is uh, now uh, actually Thursday, August the 11th. We uh, we understand that in the press conference, in the press conference, we saw uh, Coach Doug Peterson for the Jacksonville Jaguars says, yes, the starters will play. Not all of them, but most of them. I think the only starters that won't play will be a guy maybe trying to shake off an injury. Uh, LaVisca Chenault nursing an injury a bit. Uh, he most likely will not play in the game this Friday night. However, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to start. And I would look for the starters, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. going to see some Zay Jones. Um at the press conference, Coach uh, Doug Peterson said something to the effect of uh, he thought the starters would play probably two series. Uh, if that's the case, that'll be, you know, more than half of the quarter or close to, you know, close to an entire quarter. They're going to play about two series, and I'm sure it's going to depend on uh, what goes on during the game, you know, how the game dictates as far as the amount of plays that the drives last. But I think in essence, the Jaguars starters or most of the starters will play for, you know, about two series in the preseason game as the Jaguars host the Cleveland Browns kickoff at seven o'clock this Friday night at the TIAA Bank Field. So that's some good news. Uh, As far as Doug Peterson, Coach Doug Peterson's press conference, um, he was asked about Zay Jones, and uh, Coach Doug Peterson said Zay Jones is picking up the system pretty good and playing fast. So apparently he's picking up the system fast and playing fast. Um, Zay Jones, you know, really uh, uh, showing to be fast and explosive. And, you know, basically the starting wide receivers in my mind are Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. Zay Jones is probably number three with a big contract, not not as big as Christian Kirk's, but Zay Jones is probably your number three wide receiver, especially with LaVisca Chenault nursing a little bit of a minor injury right now. So you're going to see a lot of, uh, at least in the first couple of series in the first quarter, um, should see Christian Kirk, the uh, big money wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., who signed a a uh, pretty sizable free agent contract himself with the Jaguars last year in 2021. This is his second year with the Jaguars. So we're going to see Marvin Jones Jr., wide receiver Christian Kirk, um, Zay Jones, who I feel like is the number three wide receiver, I mean, simply because he can get on the field. LaVisca Chenault nursing a little bit of an injury. I don't think LaVisca Chenault is going to be up to playing uh, in the Cleveland game due to um, apparently a minor injury, nursing an injury at this point. Uh, Devin Lloyd is getting close to returning. I don't really see him in this game. 
Uh, and there's a few others like that. Um, I'm sure we're going to get more of Trayvon Walker on uh, defense. So it's going to be interesting. The Jaguars hosting the Cleveland Browns kickoff 7 o'clock at the bank. T-I-A-A Bank Field. Safety Andre Sisco. Man, this is a guy that's going to he's going to play more. The third round pick out of Syracuse. He's going to play a lot more. He seems like he's uh, showing the coaches something. Something pretty good here in 2022. Um, Tyson Campbell, according to Coach Doug Peterson, he said that quarterback Tyson Campbell is having a really, really good camp. I think we're going to see some playing time, a good bit of playing time this season for safety. Andre Sisco, especially compared to not getting hardly any playing time at all until the end of the season. Um, Sisco looked pretty good, I think, in the last two or three games of the season, you know, that he played uh, for the Jaguars in 2021. So that's some of what's going on with uh, training camp. Again, according to Coach Doug Peterson, it does appear the starters are going to play. The ones that are healthy enough are going to play at least two series. That would include quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor was really glad to hear that. I think we're going to see a glimpse of uh, running back uh, Travis Etienne in the game, too. James Robinson, whose injury was a lot later in the season last year. I think they're going to be a little bit more careful with James Robinson. I don't see running back James Robinson playing. I'm pretty sure, though, James Robinson will be ready for game one of the regular season, but he's going to be held out of – I'm thinking James might be held out of all the preseason games. But we are going to see running back um, uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will play about two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will play about two series at quarterback. Maybe that'd be the same for Travis Etienne at running back. He he got some contact during Doug's real ferocious practice last Sunday. Um, you know, Doug went on to say they're going to have you know a couple of hard, long practices, and and I think the first one was Sunday. You got to remember before the uh, preseason game against the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game, I think the Jags had only had what maybe eight or nine training camp practices. Then after the Hall of Fame game, they came back on that Sunday, had a real hard, long practice, almost like a Junction Boys type practice, some hard hitting. And I think that kind of showed that running back uh, Travis Etienne, he, he wanted the physical contact. He'll tell you that. I mean, he's a player. He didn't play any last year. So he got hit a couple of times, shook it off, and he's ready to play in the preseason. So we'll probably see a quarterback Trevor Lawrence for two series, running back Travis Etienne probably about the same. Um, most of the entire assortment of wide receivers will play. The starters will play probably at least two series or a quarter from the wide receiver standpoint. LaVisca Chenault nursing an injury will most likely miss uh, this particular game. Juwan Taylor, the right tackle, now coming back from a bit of an injury. You know, I think Coach Doug Peterson's kind of got the all clear to play right tackle Juwan Taylor. I think you'll see Walker Little. I think you'll see maybe even see Juwan Taylor some coming off his injury. You may see him playing some right tackle as uh, right tackle Walker Little, probably the starter in most people's mind, but he may be pushed by Juwan Taylor. Taylor could become kind of the, the swing tackle, if you will, this year. Got other guys in camp that can play that, that particular position 
as well. Um, AAA baseball got an interesting race brewing in the AAA Eastern Division. The uh, the Durham Bulls, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and Lehigh Valley are in a three-way tie for first place in the Eastern Division. The Durham Bulls, 59 and 48. The Jumbo Shrimp, 59 and 48. And Lehigh Valley, 59 and 48. As of this morning, on Thursday morning, August the 11th. So got some good baseball brewing at the AAA level. Really a good AAA baseball league. The Durham Bulls, uh, man, they've got one of the most iconic franchises in AAA baseball. They had the best team, best record last year. But the Shrimp, in their second year of AAA baseball, man, they're having a good season. They started out really bad, like 2-5 and five or 2-7. and seven, And the Shrimp have rebounded. They've had some, some good pitchers, some good hitters. They've had a few guys that have gone up uh, to play at the big club in the majors with the Miami Marlins. But right now you got Durham 59 and 48, the Jumbo Shrimp 59 and 48, and Lehigh Valley 59 and 48. And if my math is correct, that's a three-way tie for first place in the uh, AAA Eastern Division of uh, AAA Baseball. That's the International League. So a lot going on. Um you know, check out our Facebook group, BigJReport.com Facebook group. A lot going on in the uh, Facebook group. Um, there's still a lot to be said about who's going to be the kicker. I think you're going to have a couple of kickers kicking. Now, maybe they'll concentrate on one guy kicking or maybe a couple of guys will kick in the uh, Cleveland game on Friday night for the Jaguars. But uh, they're still looking for a kicker at this point. I made a comment. Um, what, what are the Jags looking for at kicker? The Jaguars need a consistent field goal kicker from 50 yards and in, and the same guy should be able to drive it deep on kickoffs too. I think that's why the Jaguars released, uh, Matthew Wright, you know, a, a few months ago, uh, from the roster because he was not getting the kickoffs deep and Josh Logan, the punter actually had to kick off some. Uh, last year in 2021. So the Jags, the Jaguars need a consistent field goal kicker from 50 yards and in, and the same guy should be able to drive it deep on kickoffs too. And the same guy needs to make extra points. Man, I remember that year when the Jaguars had Jason Myers, and I think Jason Myers missed one year. Gosh, he missed like six or seven extra points. Now, I understand the extra point is about 15 yards deeper than he used to be back in the day. But, man, that was a lot of extra points he missed. Now, what was funny about Jason Myers a few years ago, he missed an extra point. Man, he was mad. I saw him throw his helmet on the sidelines. Then he went and kicked off, and he kicks it. I think he kicked it right to the uprights on a kickoff. That would have been that would have been some points in, in, the, in the National Arena League. But, but, but the National Arena League – it is not the NFL, obviously. Um, so there's been some good field goal kickers in Jacksonville. I, you know, who was who was the best of all time? Was it, uh, you know, was it Josh Scobie? Was it Mike Hollis? Mike Hollis actually kicked a little bit for the Jacksonville Sharks in the National Arena League this year. He kicked a game or two for them. Um, so was it Hollis? Was it Scobie? Was it <clears throat> Lambeau? I don't know. I think Lambeau kind of took himself out of contention to that with some things that went on last year, primarily missing kicks. 
He missed some kicks last year, and that's where some of the controversy started. Urban Meyer involved in it too, but that was last year. This is this year. So we're looking forward to 2022. Jacksonville Jaguars uh, playing their third exhibition game. Their, I'm sorry, their second preseason game this Friday night. The Jaguars 0-1 in exhibition play coming off the Las Vegas the Las Vegas Raiders loss in the Hall of Fame game. This will be preseason game number two. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars will be hosting the Cleveland Browns, and that's going to be at the TIAA Bank Field. So we're looking we're looking forward to that. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, hosting the Cleveland Browns. Be interesting to see who Cleveland plays. I'm not going to get into all their possibilities. It's been well documented that. Deshaun Watson's on the roster. Looks like he's going to be suspended a few games. Then I heard a report, hey, he could, he could still maybe play in the preseason. Hey, we'll see what happens. Friday night could be interesting at the bank. That's uh, this Friday night. That's coming up this Friday night, August the 12th. Friday night, August the 12th. The Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Cleveland Browns. It'll be the first preseason game for the Brownies. The second preseason game. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's some of what's going on today. Again, we'll reiterate, uh, uh, Coach Doug Peterson said cornerback Tyson Campbells um, has had a really a really good camp. Uh, safety, Andre Sisco appears to be picking up steam, and I believe he's going to get a lot more playing time this year. Zay Jones was, people um, asked about Zay Jones in the press conference, and Coach uh, Doug Peterson said um, Zay Jones is picking up the system fast and playing fast. Zay Jones fast and explosive. So some good things about Zay Jones being said by Coach Doug Peterson. Zay Jones basically at best right now probably the number three receiver on the team. Um, I mean, Christian Kirk with all that money has got to be the number one guy. Marvin Jones Jr. number two. Uh, Zay Jones three. LaVisca Chenault at this point, probably the fourth guy, but he's nursing an injury and will, it looks like he will not play in the Cleveland game. LaVisca, you got to get healthy. This needs to be your year. Uh, again, in AAA baseball, got a three-way tie. Durham at the Durham Bulls at 59 and 48. The Shrimp at 59 and 48. Lehigh Valley, 59 and 48 as well. We will talk more Jaguars, North Florida entertainment, and other area sports coming up. Hey, thank you for listening to our uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast today. More coming up. Hey, this is uh, Teal Shirt Report, the Teal Shirt Report um, podcast, episode show number 39, continuing in this year of 2022. It's now um, it's now actually Sunday morning, August 14th. A lot of things have been going on. Uh, Jumbo Shrimp lost a couple of one-run games. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost on Friday night. Uh, to Cleveland, 24 to 13, but it's not all gloom and doom. I mean, the starters play great. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars starter. Trevor Lawrence played. He completed six passes. He also had a pass dropped. I think he might have had two passes dropped. And um, 
missed a guy or two. A little bit of rust, wouldn't you say? It's the first time Trevor's played since, um, you know, since since last year or January of 2022 when the 2021 season came to an end when he completed his first eight passes in the victory over the Colts. Last regular season game, uh, Jaguars 26, the Colts 11. Boy, I love, I love that final. Uh, the tight end, Farrell, made a catch, and then he fumbled the ball. Boy, that wasn't good. But however, however, early in the game, I mean, I had some really good impressions of, of the game. I mean, it was great to see the starters out there. ETN kind of looked, actually looked smooth, except for that, that pass he dropped around the two or three yard line, somewhere between the two and four yard line. Um, so it was good to see ETN back out there taking a hit or two and getting that physical contact and being able to come back out and play another play. Uh, he looked a little bit smooth out there. Uh, didn't break any big runs, but you know, again, he looks smooth. Let's, let's hope he stays healthy. Let's hope the Liz Frank injury is behind him for the most part. I don't know if it's going to come back and affect him. Does it make him, does it tire him any? Uh, will he be able to come right back and play in the next preseason game? I'm, I'm sure he will. I mean, we're looking at, we're looking at a situation where he only played what a little over a quarter, maybe like Trevor Lawrence, the starters played, an entire quarter plus another maybe five minutes in the second quarter. The starters built a 13 to nothing lead over Cleveland. And the sad thing is the game ended up Cleveland winning 24 to 13. It's like that old saying, the, the relief pitcher couldn't hold the lead. The backups could not hold the lead for the Jaguars. When I was a kid coming up Sundays, you know, most Sundays, we'd go to Sunday school and, and church or just Sunday school, some Sundays. And I'd come home, or maybe this was before I went to Sunday school or church. Uh, used to watch the Notre Dame highlight show with Lindsey Nelson. I think it lasts an hour or so, right? It was kind of a condensed version of like a three-hour football game, a three-hour less or more football game. Uh, so in other words, an entire football game they could do in, in a condensed fashion, although it was play-by-play, -play, complete plays, and a, they made it into about an hour show. The Florida Gator highlight show, I think, was 30 minutes then with Doug Dickey. But I, I used to get a kick out of Lindsey Nelson or the Notre Dame announcer. They would always say, uh, we now move ahead with further action, <laughs> I guess due to time constraints. I used to love that. Due to time constraints, we'll now move ahead uh, further along. Uh, due to time constraints, something along those lines. So we'll move the, move ahead with further action. That's what we're doing here on the uh, podcast episode show number thirty nine, season number two. My producer JC, my executive producer JC, has told me time and time again we need to do at least three podcasts a week, and we need to cut down on the length. Now this one's going to be a little bit longer, but I think today's is going to be more the exception than the rule. Um. I think Alex Nonary actually has an interview or two. The Jacksonville Ice, uh, Jacksonville Axemen. You know, we got the Jacksonville Icemen in the hockey, East Coast Hockey League. We've got a rugby team in Jacksonville that wins championships. They're called the Jacksonville Axemen. They won another title over a team called the uh, Tampa Bay Mayhem. And I think Alex may have interviewed uh, a couple of the rugby guys. We'll have that on this podcast, too. That's going to be a lot of fun. 
uh, Alex was asking me, well, rugby is mainly big in Australia, New Zealand. I said, it's big in England too. You know, it's a uh, rugby certainly going to be, you know, at least second behind soccer. It may be third, you know, you got cricket over there too. So, uh, as, as they used to say on the, the Notre Dame highlight show on Sunday morning with Lindsey Nelson, we're going to move ahead. Uh, we're going to move ahead with, uh, uh, to, to further things here, right? So due to time constraints, we're going to move a little bit further ahead in the action. Thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to make sense out of this preseason game number two. The Jaguars on the scoreboard lost to Cleveland 24-13. to But did they really lose? The starters played very good, built a 13 to nothing lead. Trevor Lawrence connected on some good pass plays. He might have missed a guy or two. I think he might have missed a guy that was open or two. Uh, might have made a bad throw or two. Uh, he did complete six passes. We're going to talk about all of it. Going to make sense out of it all right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, by the way, the uh, National Arena League season came to an end. My buddy Zach Brown and his Carolina Cobras got beat in the title game. You always hate to lose a title game. Because when you lose a title game, you start thinking about, well, the Minnesota Vikings lost, what, at least three or four Super Bowls. Buffalo Bills lost four Super Bowls. Zach Brown won the National Arena League Championship with the Jacksonville Sharks. However, on Saturday night, August the 13th, the Carolina Cobras were only able to to put, I believe, 20 points on the board. Low-scoring output for Carolina. There were some turnovers involved in the game, too, and it seemed like the Albany-New York Empire played pretty good defense. As I watched some of the game off and on, the Albany-New York Empire won that game 47-20, to 20, kind of a blowout, and the Carolina, the Carolina Cobras just didn't score enough points. It was the Albany-New York Empire 47 and the Carolina Cobras 20. We're going to break down the uh, the Jaguars preseason game with the Cleveland Browns coming up. We'll take a look at some of the stats. Um, I was thinking that Trayvon Walker did not play. I saw him on the sidelines. I could have sworn the guy didn't have shoulder pads on. Man, he look he he looks still a, he looks like a, an incredible physical and athletic specimen even without shoulder pads. I think I looked at him on the sidelines one time and. Where were the shoulder pads? Maybe they were on. They just kind of, kind of, kind of mixed in with the rest of him. Um, I did look at some stats. It looked like Trayvon made a tackle according to the stats I looked at. Uh, I don't believe he played as much as um, the week before when he got his first sack. But we'll break it down. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was actually six out of twelve, had a touchdown pass, no interceptions. I think it was a game to kind of shake off the rust. I saw a really good pass from Trevor Lawrence to Evan Ingram that went for a touchdown. And uh, the Jags all of a sudden had a 13 to nothing lead. The field goal kicker made a couple of field goals early, early on. Fry made the first field goal. And it was a short one, like 23 or 24 yards, I think. But we'll break down the scoring, the stats coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening.
Okay, we, we saw some really good things early on in the preseason game where the Jacksonville Jaguars played the Cleveland Browns at TIA Bank Field. I believe it was about a 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Jaguars, a couple of field goals early in the game. Then they had the touchdown pass from uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence to Evan Ingram. And the Jaguars were out in front 13 to nothing very early in the second quarter. Starters went out. Not too long after the starters went out, I believe the the Browns scored. And then it was 13-7. to Browns off to the races and gradually won the game. Uh, Cleveland Browns 24, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars 13. I keep hearing some really, really good things about, um, about Cam Robinson, the left tackle of the Jaguars. You know, the guy that signed a contract extension, uh, the off. Season contract extension for Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson appears to be paying dividends for the Jacksonville Jaguars. As, as we're told, Cam Robinson is, uh, from reports we're hearing, Cam Robinson, the Jaguars starting left tackle, is having a very good camp, according to reports. Um, my comment would be with Cam, I mean, you know, Cam can be a pro bowler. That would be great. It might be time in his career that he really takes a jump up, a step up, especially now that he's gotten this contract extension. But I'm going to go back to this. Got to keep left tackle Cam Robinson healthy as he had some issues of health in a couple of games last year. I remember he got scratched from the starting lineup a, a time or two. And um, he was scratched in pregame warmups with a neck or perhaps back issues, I believe, last year. So you got to keep this uh, – big fellow happy or healthy well i think you've already made him happy with the big contract but you got to keep you got to keep him happy and healthy robinson's got the contract extension so he should be happy got to keep him healthy with the jags now because it is a big investment uh, for the team so a happy and healthy cam robinson will make the jaguars offensive line go so let's certainly, uh, you know, hope that Cam Robinson continues to play well. I think he will, but the main thing is, man, you've got to keep him on the field, um, got to keep him healthy. I know he's had a, some some neck or back issues in the past that uh, where he'd actually come up, uh, come out for pregame warmups and then couldn't go, I think, last year in a game or two, as I recall. Um, after watching the first quarter of the Jags-Browns game, I have a good feeling about this season now. The Jags could go as as good as 8-9 and nine this year. That's my prediction, 8-9. and nine. If you go 8-9 and nine in 2020, or 2022 now, it is 2022, right? COVID was, the big year for COVID was 2020. And that was a bad season for the Jaguars. 2020 was what? 1-15? 2021? was three and 14. So when you make these predictions, there's some people saying, man, if they win six games, man, that'd be great. I think they could go eight and nine. Um, I think coach Doug Peterson and the people he's got calling plays, you know, some of the assistant coaches, you know, such as, uh, you know, Mike McCoy, uh, you got, uh, what's the guy's name? Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator. You know, these guys are going to put a lot into it, and they're going to be – there's going to be – because Doug Peterson's an offensive-minded coach. He was a quarterback in the NFL. So there's going to be at least th maybe two – actually three or four sets of eyes on what Trevor's doing. 
and the developing of plays. And the one play I really liked uh, that I saw the Jaguars do, and this is a game changer. You know, when they when Trevor does that little, you know, that little uh, run play, I mean, he makes it to the running back, and then he kind of is Houdini. You don't know where the ball is, and Trevor runs for – he ran for an 11-yard run. That may have been the most exciting and difference-making play in the game early on, even though the Jaguars lost the game later because the backups couldn't hold the lead. But he ran for 11 yards. Now, the reason why I think this is such a game-changing play is because now the defense, they're on their heels. Hey, Trevor could run it. Trevor could throw it. Trevor could hand it off. So you got more options. Got the defense thinking about more things that they've got to do. By the way, there's some highlights at uh, BigJReport.com Facebook group. Check out our Facebook group. Go to our website at BigJReport.com. The uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast, by the way, is uh, brought to you by Anchor.fm. Simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Saucerility and capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, see Larry Saucer at Saucerility and Capital. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio. Hey, where it's always where it's always good. That's right, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio, where it's all good. And uh, they got Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. Um, very recognizable hits during the business hours, Monday through Friday, daytime hours. And late at night, yeah, give you a little variety with uh, deep tracks, album cuts, uh, unique songs late at night. Quite a variety at LakeUfallahits.com. Don't forget about Mad Max and the Mad Max Mix Wednesday nights from uh, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. I'm, in, I'm on the East Coast time, so I listen 7 to 9. There's people listening over in Alabama. There's Central Time, and that's 6 to 8. Um, in Florida, you know, way on the west coast of Florida, around the Panhandle, northeast Florida, northwest Florida, they're on Central Time. I think every part of Florida that's kind of under Alabama is Central Time. So Mad Max, uh, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central Time on Wednesday nights. The Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show with Mad Max, madmaxmix.weebly.com. You'll find easy, you'll actually find easy to click on links uh, for the podcast on our website at bigjreport.com. Go to the Neighbors 2 section, the Outside the Box section. That's where I go when I click on. It's easy to click on the Mad Max Mix with Mad Max on Wednesday nights. Get your request in. Max will give you his, uh, I believe Max gives you his uh, uh, number where you can text. Best way to do it is text your request to Max at madmaxmix.weebly.com. NFL preseason at TIAA Bank Field. The Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars 13, a final score on uh, Friday night, August the 12th. Uh, big play of the game had to have been, but besides Trevor Lawrence's 11-yard run uh, from scrimmage, Trevor Lawrence also threw a touchdown pass to tight end Evan Ingram in the game. Um, Billy Napier at Florida recruiting appears to be on the upswing. They uh, Recently, I think they've gotten commitments from four or five guys, most of them all four stars. So, uh, you know, the Gators, the Gators on the rise. 
Had some rain in Jacksonville on Saturday, August 13th, about two-tenths of an inch of rain. Just a slight chance of rain on this uh, Sunday, August the 14th. I did ask some, some Jaguars fans, what kind of feeling do you have about the Jaguars going into preseason game number two as the Jaguars host the Browns? And again, it was a great first quarter, really good first quarter, and even the first five minutes of the second quarter was good too. Uh, Gerald Rogers, uh, one of our Facebook group members at BigJReport.com Facebook group, Gerald Rogers says, I'm just happy that football is back and that the Jaguars are my team regardless if they win or lose. I really like that. Uh, Raleigh uh, Sayward, good, and his feelings are good and was glad to see the starters uh, looking so good. And he's talking about, you know, the game as uh, the Jaguars played good in the first quarter, no doubt about that. Um, your USARL champions of rugby, the Jacksonville Icemen, beat the Mayhem. They did. They beat the Mayhem on Saturday night, August the 13th, last night. I believe we got some interviews with Alex Nunnery coming up as well. We're going to take a look at uh, some of these stats coming up to you. Yeah, the USARL rugby title, the Jacksonville Axemen win another title, the Jacksonville Axemen 36, the Tampa Bay Mayhem 8, a final Saturday night, August 13th, Saturday evening at UNF. And I believe they play at the Hodges uh, Field over there at UNF. And the Jacksonville Icemen, man, they've been around for many, many years. Um, you know, I did some messaging with Alex uh, earlier this morning, so we'll give you some of those messages. And I think Alex did an interview or two out there as well. Florida Gators uh, college football team opening with Utah. The Utah Utes. Florida is about a two, two and a half point underdog in the game on September the 3rd, the very first uh, uh, Gator game of 2022. Georgia on that same day will play Oregon. Georgia is about a 17, 17 and a half point favorite in Atlanta. It's more like a kickoff classic because they're not playing in Athens. They're playing in Atlanta. That's on September the 3rd. Uh, Alabama will host Utah State while Utah plays at Florida. Alabama will host Utah State. I don't think there's a line on that Alabama-Utah State game, though. So that's some of what's uh, going on. Let's see. Baseball Saturday night. The um, Another one-run another one run game. Durham Bowl 6, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp uh, 50. Final score on Saturday night, August the 13th of 2022. I was checking the Jumbo Shrimp record. I believe they're now 60 and 50, and they're like one game out of first place. They're now one game behind the Durham Bulls as of this Sunday morning, August the 14th. Uh, Doug Peterson uh, says we're trying a lot of things. And uh, they're working on some things during the game with Cleveland. The Jags lost the game. You don't like to lose the game. The backups couldn't hold the lead. But the starters had built a 13 to nothing lead. So you have to really, you have to really, really like that. You really do. Um, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp in AAA baseball, they had gotten into first place. They had a 60 and 48 uh, record. But Durham has beat them. I believe two games in a row, one run games. So now Durham is one game ahead of the Jumbo Shrimp. I believe the Jumbo Shrimp now 60 and 50 on the season, 60 wins and just 50 losses. So that is uh, some of what is going on. College football season is going to start 
you know, August 27th, Florida State plays Duquesne. Um, Northwestern. Let's see, is it Northwestern playing, I think, Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland on August the 27th? And that's actually, that is actually a Big Ten game. That's a conference game. And that'll be August 27th. Florida State will host Duquesne. And I believe North Carolina hosts Florida A&M on August 27th. That's actually the first weekend, just a small slate of games on that Saturday, August the 27th. And, heck, that's coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks, of course. Uh, Jaguars lost to the Browns. Browns 24. Jacksonville Jaguars uh, 13. Uh, We're going to take a look. We're going to take a look at some of the stats. Man, there's a. I'm just amazed at how much stuff we've got in the BigJReport.com Facebook group. High school football will be starting in a few days as well. Uh, I saw a post about Anthony Richardson, the Florida Gator quarterback. It says quarterback Anthony Richardson reportedly runs a 4.4 40-yard dash. And, you know, I was I was watching the, the, the Buddy Martin show on Facebook, and um, there were some, some – he has a lot of good guests too, but, but – uh, they were saying during the show that Anthony Richardson, you know, Emory Jones could get you what, uh, four, five, six, eight yards on a run. They say this Anthony Richardson with his speed, man, he can get you 30 or 40 yards in a run. That that point was kind of made on, on uh, Buddy Martin's show. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Let's take a look at um, uh, some stats we have. I do have some impressions of the early part of the game I was trying to find. Um, preseason game number two, the Jacksonville Jaguars got off to a good start. Jaguars with a 13 to nothing lead early in the second quarter. And that was at, uh, in preseason game number two for the Jaguars at TIA bank field Browns came back and eventually won the game 24 to 13. The starters, just as simple as that, the starters, uh, could not, could not absolutely could not hold the lead. Uh, we'll take a look at some stats we've got uh, from the Jaguars and Browns game. Uh, we kind of gave you the stats on uh, Trevor Lawrence a little bit earlier. Uh, the Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence was 6 out of 12. He did have – I know there was at least one drop pass that ETN uh, dropped around the 2, 3, or 4-yard line. I don't think ETN would have scored on that play, but he, if he'd have caught that ball, he, he would have ended up near the goal line. He did drop that one, and that's part of football, of course. Trevor Lawrence was 6 out of 12 for 95 yards, one touchdown, no interception. His quarterback rating was the best among Jaguars quarterbacks on the night. Trevor Lawrence's quarterback rating, 104.5. Jake Luton came in. You know, Jake did not have the best game, 12 out of 21. But no touchdowns and one interception by Tootin Luton. Uh, I was happy to see C.J. Beathard playing some you know cj threw an interception in this game but he was back playing you know he's coming off i believe a growing growing injury that has sidelined him for like a month somewhere between a month and six weeks a month to six weeks and he was back I, oh i didn't expect him to play he's back in there and he played he was four out of seven 34 yards passing um his quarterback rating was not very good because he threw the interception and no touchdowns he had a 30.4 Quarterback rating, bad game for CJ, but he's kind of back in there shaking off the rust and seeing if he can get back up to 100% health. 
Um, sometimes it's growing injuries or even the hamstrings. Man, you get in there, you play a little bit, and then it just kind of bothers you again. So let's hope C.J. Beathard is back as the backup quarterback for good now. He didn't play very good, though, in the, the Browns playoff game that the Jaguars you know, played the Browns in on Friday night, August the 12th. Again, Jaguars lost to the Browns, Cleveland Browns 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars 13. Jaguars got two field goals in the early going of the game and uh, got off to a six to nothing lead. Um, Kicking. And here's the interesting part. Um, Elliot Fry kicked the first field goal. It was a 23 yarder chip shot shorter than an extra point. Then Ryan, the guy's name, he's he's a big kind of a big, tall, big guy. Ryan Santoso made his field goal from 38 yards. So I guess you got a kicking competition between Elliot Fry and Ryan Santoso with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Logan Cook punted three punts, 133 yards punting, 44.3 yard average. I mean, Logan Cook looks like he's in Pro Bowl form. His long kick was 48 yards. Logan Cook is a very good punter, and he's very good at you know, knocking the ball inside the 20, 15, or 10. He's a great punter, and he's he's the punter on the team. The uh, competition is a kicking. My, my thing would be when the regular season starts, whoever the kicker is the Jaguars keep, it's got to be a guy that can put it near into the end zone almost every time. Matthew Wright, the reason why I was told Matthew Wright was uh, released by the Jaguars a, a few weeks or a few months ago is the fact that his kickoff st- statistically was not ending up in the end zone like most kickers in the NFL are. Logan Cook even had to kick off a handful of times last year. So the Jaguars want to find a kicker that can kick off um, kick off well, make the, the pressure kicks, be able to make those field goals from 50 yards and in, not miss uh, many extra points. So you got a kicking. It looks like a kicking competition between Elliott Fry and Ryan Santoso here early in the preseason as the Jaguars still have two more preseason games to go. Take a look at uh, some some telling stats. I'm not really going to look at Cleveland, you know, although I know that Deshaun Watson, who's going to be, who's actually going to be suspended, I believe, what, at least six games or so when the regular season starts, he was actually able to play because this was a preseason game. He was not limited by a suspension. And, and apparently the Browns, the Brownies, and Deshaun Watson said, yeah, I'll go ahead and play. Let's see, Deshaun Watson, man, he was terrible. He was one out of five. Um, no interceptions, no, t- no touchdowns, 39.6 rating, but he didn't play much. He's trying to shake the rust off, too, because he hasn't played in, what, almost a couple of years, it seems like. Deshaun Watson, one completion out of five attempts. Uh, Josh Rosen looked pretty good for Cleveland. The the guy that everybody thought was going to be a franchise quarterback, he's bounced around the league. I think he's been on as many as, what, five or six different teams. Josh Rosen was six out of seven. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but a 100 quarterback rating. That's pretty good for not throwing a touchdown pass. And the guy that might have had the best night for Cleveland throwing the ball was former former, um, Steelers and former Jaguars quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. Uh, Josh Dobbs went 10 out of 13, 108 yards, one touchdown, no interception, a 126.4 rating. So that's all I'm going to do as far as the stats for the Browns. 
the Jaguars' defense and starters played well early, and they stopped the run. That's going to be the key as far as I'm concerned for the whole season. The Jaguars, their guys up front have got to be able to stop the run. If they can stop the run, then what you'll see, this multitude of pass rushers the Jaguars have will be able to tee off on the quarterback, get more sacks, more big plays. I think it's going to lead to more turnovers, but it all starts with the interior of the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Let's take a look at the rushing situation uh, for the Jaguars as far as running the running backs. Uh, Travis Etienne carried the ball nine times, trying to shake the rust off because he hasn't played in he hasn't played football in over a year due to the Liz uh, Frank injury from last season. And Travis Etienne got hurt about this time of the year in the preseason um, in the Saints game last year. But he's back playing nine carries, 23 yards. Not the best game, but he, he looks smooth, except for the pass he dropped from Trevor Lawrence around the, you know, around the two or three yard line, I think. Um, so the, the numbers, you can't really, you know, you can't really uh, fake the numbers. These are the numbers. Travis Etienne. Nine carries, 23 yards, but he didn't break a, a big run. His long run, his long run was 12 yards. And um, I think he's he's a type of running back that can lull you to sleep with two, three, four, five runs and then break a long one. I'm hoping that's the kind of running back he's going to be. Uh, Snoop Connor out of Ole Miss, seven carries, 21 yards. Raquel Armstead, five carries, 17 yards. Um... We didn't see James Robinson and probably won't see running back James Robinson until the regular season starts. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many running backs the Jaguars keep. I believe, you know, they're going to keep ETN. They're going to keep James Robinson. I believe they're going to keep Snoop Connor, the fifth round draft choice uh, here in 2022. Raquel Armstead could be the guy on the bubble. He did have five carries, 17 yards. So they're taking a look at him and probably will take a look at him even more in the next preseason game as well. Want to get to the Jacksonville Jaguars receivers. Zay Jones, man, had a couple of electrifying catches. And he's been, you know, Coach Doug Peterson, he's been raving about Zay Jones, saying he's picking up everything quick. He's showing a lot of speed. Uh, he had two catches for 47 yards. No touchdowns, but two catches for 47 yards. The Jaguars kind of spread everything around. Um, uh, I'm not really that familiar with Tim Jones, but he had five catches for 42 yards. Um, Laquan Treadwell, a couple of catches for 27 yards. I think Treadwell, you, I think they're going to have to try to hang on to him. Even if he's only going to be the fourth or fifth wide receiver on the team, he's good to have a veteran wide receiver around. Two receptions, 27 yards. Luke Farrell had two catches for 18 yards. And, you know, I was starting to talk good about Luke Farrell, and then he fumbled the ball in this game. So he wasn't too happy about that. Snoop Connor, you know, who who ran the ball from his running back position, also had two catches for 11 yards. So Snoop Connor could be a it could be a pass receiving running back and a goal line running back as well. Chris Manhurts had a catch early in the game. The tight end Chris Manhurts had a catch early in the game for 10 yards. Uh, Travis Etienne didn't make one catch for 10 yards. Evan Ingram made the most out of his catch for nine yards. Uh, his catch for nine yards went for a touchdown. Uh, Dan Arnold played. Let me see. Dan Arnold didn't make a, he did not make a catch in the game, but I did see him out there. Okay. As far as the fumbles go, um, 
Let's see. Uh, Luke Farrell made the only fumble on offense. He fumbled the ball and lost a fumble. And uh, that's going to kind of do it for most of the stats. I can look down at the defense and who made the tackles. Monteric Brown, man, he was a late draft pick for the Jaguars. What, seventh round maybe? And uh, Monteric Brown, I think he also goes by Buster Brown. He had he had five catch five. He had I'm sorry, he had five tackles, four solo tackles. Andrew Wingard got four tackles, four were solo tackles. Adam Gotsis around the football, four total. Adam Gotsis is going to be on the team, man. I like Adam Gotsis. Four tackles, three solo tackles. Daniel Thomas, um, safety out of Auburn, uh, four tackles. He's been on the Jaguars for a couple of years now. Jay Tafelli finally playing at four tackles in the game. Um, Chad Muma had three tackles. We're, you know, we're not seeing uh, uh, Devin Lloyd yet, but Chad Muma's getting some extra snaps because of that. Uh, Chad Muma out of uh, – Chad's out of Wyoming, right? Wyoming played at the, a little bit of a smaller mid-major Chad Muma with uh, three tackles in the game. Chris Claybrook still hanging around like in his third year with the Jaguars. Chris Claybrook's played college ball at Memphis, I believe. Chris Claybrook's uh, three tackles, and there were three solo tackles. Um, looking down at some more guys of interest, as a, you know, a lot of guys made tackles. Dewan Smoot made a tackle. It was a solo tackle. Josh Allen made a tackle. So these guys were playing Chappelle Russell. Made a tackle. It's going to be interesting to see where the cuts are made on this uh, roster. Darn, Laquan Treadwell made a tackle, but I guess that must have been after the after the fumble by Farrell, perhaps. Rudy Ford, Rudy Ford made a tackle. Laquan Treadwell is a wide receiver, so he made a tackle. So we'll credit him for a tackle. Rudy Ford had a tackle. He's he's a big he's a guy going to be on the team because he plays good special teams. Kalemon Chason, my goodness, uh, Kalemon Chason made a tackle. Trayvon Walker made a tackle. I was thinking Trayvon was not in the game. Um, I seen him on the sidelines. I said, man, this guy, uh, he don't even have his shoulder pads on. Maybe he had them on. They just fit really, really tight. Um, but Trayvon did play. He's credited uh, with a tackle in the game um, when the Jaguars played Cleveland. Cleveland ended up, ended up winning the game. Uh, Cleveland won the game 20 to 24 to 13 early in the game. I couldn't find some of the notes I wrote, but I, I do remember saying, Hey, the kicking game is on. Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty good. And uh, Evan Ingram caught a touchdown pass. Field goal kicking was on. You had two different kickers making the two kicks. Looks like we've got a kicking competition between those two guys. Brian, Brian, what's the other guy's name? Santoso. So we'll see what happens. I had some folks in the Facebook group that said, Man, I, I can see them bringing another kicker in, maybe, if these two guys don't work out. And that's, you know, that's certainly a possibility. Uh, we'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jacksonville Ice, Jacksonville Axemen. The uh, Jacksonville Axemen uh, won the USARL title, the Jacksonville Axemen 36, the Tampa Bay Mayhem 8. Alex Nunnery was there over at UNF, and I, I believe Alex interviewed a couple of the uh, the Axman players after the game. He may have talked to a Mayhem player, too, but we'll check in with Alex Nunnery and see what he's got for us. The Jacksonville Axmen have won this title before. They've been around for a long time. They've been around since, I believe the Jacksonville Axmen have been around since uh, 
the early uh, 2000s. I messaged some with Alex, and I'll try to get you some of that information. Um, and I will tell you that uh, we'll check in with Alex Nunnery now and check on how the Axemen did. I think we may have an interview or two with, with Alex Nunnery. Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. He's also a producer on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Here now, the one, the only. Alex Nunnery at the Axman game, the Jacksonville Axman winning the rugby title, the USARL rugby title, the Jacksonville Axman 36, the Tampa Bay Mayhem 8. Here's Alex Nunnery. Alex? Glacialman, there it is, the final whistle of this game. Your Jacksonville Axman. The 2022 USARL Champions of the World. The Axemen 36, the Mayhem 12. What a good season. Undefeated for your Axemen. 7 and 0, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Your National Champions of the Rugby League, the Jacksonville. We're here with, with the head coach the, of the Axemen, Sean Ruckerson, all the way from Australia. His second championship with the Axemen. How did you all play tonight, coach? Uh, look, we beat him and we're happy. We won. We won. And uh, all the boys are celebrating, and so I can't complain. A few too many drop balls for my locking, but look, we won. So that's all that matters. Yes, sir. Is this one of the best teams that you've ever coached in the Axemen history? Oh, it's up there, definitely. We've got a really good group of guys, got some good young fellas coming through, and um, yeah, looking forward to next year. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. We're, we're here with the Axman, the legend for tonight. Big James. Big James Williams. Where are you from, Big James? I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, baby. What high school in Jacksonville? Lee High School. Riverside High School, as we call it. Yes, sir. Three scores. How, how did you play tonight? I feel like I played great, man. It's, uh, we worked all season to get here, man. I just wanted to play my heart out. I left it all on the field tonight. As you can see, the outcome of the score, we won, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you want to say anything, brother? I'm here with my boy James. Himothy, he is him. I'm him. It, it, it was a nice day. It was a nice day. It was a nice night. It feels good. Your name, sir? Vashon Mars Vito. All right. I go by Vito. Where are you from? Jacksonville, Florida. What high school? Lee High School. All right, the Riverside Generals. Yes, Congrats, guys. Yes, All right, we're here with the kicker, Luke Finley. You're from South Africa. Where in South Africa are you from? I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa. Johannesburg, I've heard of that. Yeah. So, how did you play tonight? I played a lot. Um, kicking was good. I think on offense, I played. We played well. Really played really well on defense. Offense a bit flat, but otherwise pretty good. Yeah. All right. This your first season with the Axemen? Second season. It's my second season. All right. Hey, congrats on winning the championship. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're 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 here with Big Zane Douglas, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where in New Zealand are you from? Tell everyone. Uh, Waterloo, New Zealand. Waterloo, or how are you pronounce it? How you're in the military? I've heard. What branch? Uh, I'm a diver. Oh, the carver. Diver. The carver, okay. 
What? How, how do you like playing for the Axemen? Oh, I love it. Good bunch of dudes. Full credit to the boys. Nah, it's a really good team. Your first season here in Jacksonville? Yes, yes. First All season. Right. Loving hey. every moment. Hey, congrats, man. Cheers. Thank you, bro. Thanks for coming out. We're here with, with the Axemen player, Mason. He's from all the way in Sacramento, California. Your first season yes, here in Jacksonville? Yes, sir. Loving it out here. One year, one championship. Can't complain. Hey, time to win another one. Anyways, <laughs> yes, how sir. did you play tonight for the Axemen? I did all right. It was a rough first half. Uh, sloppy conditions, but second half we cleaned it up and we got it done. Yes, sir. Hey, congrats, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Man, Alex, I got to congratulate you on those interviews, man. The Jacksonville Iceman. Uh, uh, the Jacksonville Axeman. Boy, I get the Iceman and the Axeman confused. It, it sounds similar. The uh, Jacksonville Iceman are a hockey team in the East Coast Hockey League. These are the Jacksonville Axemen. The Jacksonville Axemen. Uh, playing in the USARL. They won the uh, championship of the league. The Jacksonville Axemen 36. The Tampa Bay Mayhem 8. I was corrected on the score after Alex did the interviews. It was not 36 to 12. Alex corrected it later on and, and said the final score was actually the Jacksonville Axemen 36. The Tampa Bay Mayhem 8. A great bunch of dudes, as you, as you heard in the interview that Alex did. So we, we enjoyed that uh, with Alex Nunray. Jacksonville Jaguars lost their preseason game 24-13 to to the Cleveland Browns. Trevor Lawrence, 6 for 12, 95 yards with a touchdown to Evan Ingram. No interceptions in the game. He had a pass or two dropped. I know Luke Farrell made a catch, made a couple of catches. And Luke Farrell's, I believe, his second catch, he uh, made the catch, then started moving and got the ball knocked, knocked out, punched out or knocked out. And so Luke Farrell committed a fumble. And he looked very disappointed, very dejected as he walked off the field. So that's some of what went on. The kicking game was on point. You had two kickers, both made their field goals in the first quarter. And then the Jaguars scored again with the touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence to Evan Ingram. The extra point was added. Jaguars had a 13 to nothing lead early in the second quarter. Then it was all Browns after that. The Browns won the game 24 to 13. Jacksonville Axemen, again, the Jacksonville Axemen win the USAL Rugby League Championship in the UA, that's in the uh, USARL in rugby. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Axemen, 36 to 8 winners over the Tampa Bay mayhem, you might say. We're going to take a look now at uh, concerts across the North Florida. And uh, man, I tell you what, uh, football season is underway. College football season just around the corner. First uh, Saturday of college football will be August 27th. You got Florida State hosting Duquesne. North Carolina will host uh, Florida A&M up in North Carolina. I believe it's Northwestern and Nebraska playing in Dublin, Ireland. That's actually, a, I believe, a Big Ten conference game, actually a conference game across the pond. So those are some of the games coming up in the first, uh, the absolute first weekend of college football on Saturday, August 27th. The big, the first big weekend will be September the 3rd, where the Florida Gators uh, will host the Utah Utes, the reigning Pac-12 champions. Utah is like a two and two or two-and-a-half-point favorite over Florida. Uh, Utah State will play at Alabama. 
And uh, let's see, Florida State will play their second game on September the 3rd. They will play LSU in New Orleans. The Georgia Bulldogs kick off their season up in Atlanta. I keep wanting to say the Georgia Dome, but it's now Mercedes-Benz Stadium now, right? So that's kind of like a kickoff classic Georgia versus Oregon. And I keep hearing Georgia's like a 17 or 17 and a half point favorite in that game. That's some of the college football coming up. We'll be doing our um, SEC power ranking soon right here on the podcast. So, you know, keep it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We are going to take a look now. We're going to take a look at uh, some of the concerts uh, coming up. I know last night uh, Psychic Deli was at Voussoir in Atlantic Beach. I didn't get over there, but I'd, I'd love to see him play sometime. and probably will. Uh, I want to say hello to all the guys, uh, uh, you know, with um, the group Psychic Deli. Uh, and, uh, of course, we're going to take a look at some uh, concerts going on right now around the area. Let's take a look. And all the guys with Psychic Deli, great guys. A couple of them are actually in our Facebook group as well. So we'll take a look at uh, some shows coming up. You can uh, check concerts, too, in our Neighbors 2 section at BigJReport.com. Also, the easiest way to hook up with our podcast is to go to our website at uh, BigJReport.com. You'll find coverage of Bonnaroo uh, 2022, our um, executive and he got a promotion recently. Our executive producer, uh, JC, our, he's also our freelance writer at BigJReport.com. You'll find his article about Bonnaroo 2022 on our website at BigJReport.com in the Neighbors 2 section. Also photos from Bonnaroo and Neighbors 2 and the Neighbors 1 section as well. The Mad Max Mix live Wednesday night, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. You'll find links for the Mad Max Mix on our website as well in the Neighbors 2 section and also in the Outside the Box section. So let's uh, pull up some uh, concerts coming up. We told you that Psychic Deli was at Boussoir. Um we got another location that Psychic Deli is going to be playing at. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. But uh, going back to concerts that are coming up, I guess the, the first shows we were talking about is actually Psychic Deli, local North Florida band. They were at Boussoir. Psychic Deli played on August 13th last night at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach. Then a few days later, Psychic Deli uh, Psychic Deli will be playing at T-Dub Speakeasy in Atlantic Beach on August the 24th. Also coming up uh, here in Jacksonville in North Florida, coming in September, Collective Soul at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on September the 13th of 2022 at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Judy Collins of uh, Both Sides Now fame will be uh, in Jacksonville on September the 16th. Uh, of 2022 let's see that's judy collins of both sides now fame on september the 16th of 2022 at eight o'clock p.m at the florida theater in jacksonville florida the mad max mix internet uh, radio request show that's the mad max mix internet radio wednesday night music request show can be heard from seven o'clock until nine o'clock p.m eastern time that's six o'clock until eight o'clock p.m central time and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. We've got links 
on our Neighbors 2 section at BigJReport.com. So the best way to find the Mad Max Mix, go to our website, BigJReport.com. Scroll Neighbors 2. You'll find a link for the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. How about this one? That was postponed a few times uh, during the pandemic. It's Ringo Starr coming to Jacksonville. It's Ringo Starr and his all-star band at 7.30 p.m. on September the 15th of 2022 at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. And also Greta Van Fleet coming to Jacksonville, Florida in October, on October the 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets on sale now for Greta Van Fleet. If they run out of tickets, at the box office at the arena. I'm sure you can find them on your favorite place to buy concert tickets online, right? So again, Greta Van Fleet showtime and date will be on Friday, October the 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. That's going to about close out the podcast. The Jaguars sadly are 0-2 in the preseason, but then again, it's just preseason, right? The Jaguars got some stuff done in preseason game number two. Trevor Lawrence got on the field for the first time. Played pretty good overall, I think. Stats could have been better, but Trevor uh, did throw a touchdown pass to Evan Ingram. I really saw a nice pass play to um, Laquan. Uh, Laquan uh, uh, Tread. What, what's his name? Laquan Treadwell, right? Laquan Treadwell. Um, that was a really a nice uh, pass play that uh, that uh, Trevor Lawrence threw to Laquan Treadwell. I, that's a guy you got to keep on the team. He's a veteran receiver, played good at the end of the season. I know it's going to be a numbers game with the Jaguars keeping 53. Laquan Treadwell, if he doesn't stick with the Jaguars, he may end up somewhere else. Could come back to haunt you. He had two catches for 27 yards. One of the catches I really liked. And... Um, I'm going to say Zay Jones made a couple of electrifying catches. Jones showed some speed. They say he's really picking up the offense pass, too. Zay Jones, two catches for 47 yards. Laquan Treadwell, two catches for 27 yards. Luke Farrell seems to be improving at tight end. Two catches for 18 yards, but, however, one of his catches, after he made the catch, they knocked the ball out of his hands. He's got to secure the ball better on that type of play. Boy, Luke Farrell was really, really disappointed when he went to the sidelines. Chris Manerts, one of the Jaguars' tight ends. Man, the Jaguars have a nice group of tight ends now. Chris Manerts is more of a blocking tight end, but he'll catch an occasional pass. He caught a pass for 10 yards early on. Travis Etienne made a catch for 10 yards. Evan Ingram, one catch for nine yards. He made it count for a touchdown. Dan Arnold played, but no catches. And um, and that's basically it on some of the uh, most of the receiving stands. There were other guys that caught passes, but we're going to leave it at that. Um, you know, in summation, I guess you'd say the you know the Jaguars are really uh, playing playing good football. They you know they really are. They're playing they're playing well. And um, and again, I tell you, uh, it's a lot of fun covering this team. I think it's going to be an exciting team this year. The health of the team is going to be key. There's going to be some key things with the Jaguars, and they're going to include the defensive line. The interior of the defensive line has got to stop the run. They did stop the run early in the game against Cleveland. At least the starters did, right? How deep is the Jaguars team? You look at the offensive line, they played pretty well early in the game, but 
man, if you get a key injury or two to the Jaguars offensive line, man, that could be disastrous uh, for the team. I'm, I'm not sure how deep the Jaguars are across the offensive line. And who starts at right tackle? Probably Walker Little. Um, Juwan Taylor's back healthy and ready to go, but not sure if there's a spot for him to start because it looks like uh, Shadley is going to start at left guard. There were, there were some indications that they might try Juwan Taylor at left guard and put Shatley back on the bench because he's a great backup at center or guard. But right now it looks like the starting offensive line, if they were to kick off the regular season tomorrow, it's going to be Cam Robinson at left tackle, Shatley at left guard, uh, Fortner at center, right guard, a guy that's got a chance to make, make, make a Pro Bowl with the Jaguars, a sheriff. And your right tackle probably going to be Walker Little, unless Jawan Taylor somehow beats him out in the last couple of preseason games. So that's kind of the way the Jaguars' preseason is shaken down. Uh, kicking game was on, a couple of field goals in the first quarter. Uh, Trevor, I, I can't say anything bad about Trevor's performance. He missed a guy or two throwing the ball. Uh, he had a pass or two dropped on him, and that's kind of you know what happens. The Jaguars really got to cut down on the drops because we did see a couple of drops out there. ETN dropped one his first game back. Got to keep an eye on the ball a little better. He dropped one around the two- or three-yard line. But ETN, other than the drop pass, ETN, running back Travis ETN, looked pretty smooth in his return to playing in real, well, preseason football games, but real game action is what I'm trying to say. So that's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast this time around. This has been episode show number 39. Special thank you to uh, John uh, John Naylor. Gives me a lot of good information on the Jaguars, the NFL, sports in general. I uh, want to thank my uh, producers, um, Alex Nunnery. Our BigJReport.com sports reporter, Alex Nunnery, is also a producer of our podcast. Uh, we want to thank JC, our executive uh, producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast as well. I did message with Alex a little bit uh, this morning, and I had, I had, you know, I'm glad I remembered this actually because we want to uh, uh, talk a little bit about the Axemen. The Axemen did win the uh, USARL rugby title, the Axemen, Jacksonville Axemen 36, the Tampa Bay Mayhem 8. The final score, the Jacksonville Axemen are coached by Sean Ruggerson. And uh, Alex gave me a little bit of information. I asked Alex a, a few questions about the Axemen. And um, let's see, I've got, uh, here we go. Let's see, Alex Nunry. I talked to Alex a little bit earlier this morning. Um, let's see, the Axemen kicked off that game at, I guess they the rugby kicks off at 6.30, or the game started started at 6.30 on Saturday night, August the 13th. Um, let's see. Alex talked to some of the players. You heard the interviews a little bit earlier on this edition of the podcast. And uh, we, told, we did put uh, the score up on the website, bigjreport.com as well. So um, – Went on to ask uh, Alex some questions. Alex talks about rugby is uh, more popular, obviously, in Australia and New Zealand. We've had some listeners in Australia, by the way. So we are playing a little bit of rugby in the States here. As a Jacksonville, I, the Jacksonville Axemen win the USARL rugby title here in the United States. Um, 
The Axemen, Alex gave me this information. What a great stat. Axemen, the Jacksonville Axemen are actually 4-0 and in championship games now. Isn't that amazing? I said, that's cool, Alex. Alex said, some of these guys have been with the Jacksonville Axemen for as long as 8 to 10 years. They have some new players, too, as you heard in the interview. And uh, I did ask Alex, how long have the Jacksonville Axemen been around, Alex? He said, like, uh, he double-checked it. He was thinking since 2000, but he double-checked it. The Axemen, the Jacksonville Axemen have been playing rugby in Jacksonville since 2006. So, yeah, it's about 15, 16 years they've been playing. And um, I did ask Alex, uh, hey, that's a long time. How many teams are in that league, Alex? Alex said seven teams now, seven, seven teams now. But more teams were in the league before uh, COVID-19. And uh, I was asking, um, let's see. Okay, now I'm getting an update from Alex. Alex is telling me. I think Alex is actually saying the score was 36 to 12 on that rugby game. Okay. So I guess Alex had originally had the right score. Then we came back and heard a uh, 36 to eight. And uh, so I'm going to message Alex back about that. So Alex, uh, I just asked Alex, Alex was the score actually at 36 to 12. And I think Alex just saw my message. He said, yes. So we got to update that score again. Uh, the Jacksonville Axemen did win the game over the Tampa Bay Mayhem. Final score, the Jacksonville Axemen 36, the Tampa Bay Mayhem 12. As our Jacksonville Axemen win the rugby title in the USARL. Congratulations to Coach uh, Sean Rutgerson, the uh, head coach of the Jacksonville Axemen. And you got to hear some of the interviews that Alex did uh, during this podcast, episode show number 39 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So, hey, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to have episode, I can promise you, we're going to have episode show number 40s coming up for the year, right? This has been episode show, episode show number 39, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, a special thank you to all the guys. I want to say hello to David Martin. Keeps me informed with a lot of stuff going on in sports. I think I think uh, David Martin's a Saints fan because he was all upset the Saints had blown their preseason game. And I said, hey, it's only it's only preseason, David. And uh, so apparently he's a, he's a Saints fan. I know there's Falcons fans. Uh, and go to our website at BigJReport.com as well as Buccaneers, Dolphin fans. Of course, we primarily – focus as you know we focus in on the the jacksonville jaguars north florida entertainment and other area sports and uh, we gave you the concert listings as well a few minutes ago and uh, man you can always write to me scott at bigjreport.com if you have any questions concerns or if you'd like to congratulate us on the show or complain about something i take complaints too scott at bigjreport.com that is my uh, my email, personal email, and business e- business email actually is scott at bigjreport.com. That is scott at bigjreport.com. Thank you for listening uh, to our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Listen to in as many as 36 states across the United States. That's right. We're listened to, we're, we've been listened to in as many as 36 states across the United States, worldwide across Canada, Hong Kong, Bangladesh, Brazil, uh, both both coast of Canada, uh, France, Puerto Rico, 
Bangladesh, uh, Brazil, and many, many other places, including Australia, where they play uh, they play rugby. They play rugby in uh, uh, over in the UK too. We're listened to in the UK, in England. Got a lot of listeners in Northern Ireland. All my friends in Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland, especially. Hello to you, and again, a special thank you to our our podcast producers. The Till Shirt Report podcast is produced by. Alex Nunnery, and also by our executive producer, JC. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Until next time, you have a great day. This has been episode show number 39, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll be back again real soon with another episode. Tune back in. Uh, Hey, we'll have another episode real, real soon. Whether you're tuning back in in just a few minutes or a few hours, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Have a great day. We'll have another episode really quick and soon. Thank you for listening.